Hello, here is the episode eight of One Mind Zone Inspirational Conversations, the podcast that teaches you how to reach the balance of body and mind. For those who still don't know, this podcast is a monthly chat with mindfulness, alternative health experts, and other strong professionals that support personal growth and self-improvement, and they are also willing to inspire other people. My name is Yogile. I am a certified holistic health and wellness coach at One Mind Zone. And today I wanted to speak about very actual and important topic that I also coach with One Mind Zone is work-life balance. Work-life balance can be difficult, but it is essential. Work often takes priority over everything else in our lives and our desire for professional success can make us forget our well-being. However, a harmonious work-life balance or integration of work uh, on, in our personal life is crucial not only to our physical, emotional, and mental well-being, but also to our career. And to speak about this very important topic, I invited Eva Planas today. We met with Eva a couple of years ago in Barcelona, right before I decided to move to, to live here in Barcelona. And I loved her energy from the first time I saw her. I could feel that she is a really caring and loving person. Apart from that, she's a great professional and probably the most experienced person I know that works in the music industry. She has been involved in the biggest festivals around Spain, like Zonar, Monegros, being part of Red Bull Music Academy in Barcelona, and now is the CEO, business manager, and events director for one of the most known techno producers in the world. And you will probably will find out which one. So Eva, I'm really excited to have you as my guest today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited too. Hello, Yoga. Thank you very much, and it's an honor for me. Uh, this is a big honor for me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could speak so much good about you as in this year, since I know you, I only collected beautiful memories in my mind. And the fact <laughs> that I met you through my beloved one, Mario, <laughs> it makes you even more special. <laughs> And um, I love the fact that we always share some stories about yoga, meditation, uh, or retreats. And this shows me that you are not only the career seeker and the good professional, but you like to work hard and enjoy the life in calmness as well. <laughs> so let's go back to the topic work-life balance. Um, I briefly mentioned your achievements as... Um, as, um, as, as I said before about being in the music industry and an advertisement. So could you tell us a little more about your career background and current role? Yeah, sure. I started, I'm graduated in advertising and I spent six years of my life working in, I could say, I, I could say the biggest, I think, worldwide agencies in the world. I'm telling this because it's connected to what's happening in the future. No? So I, I spent six years in the advertising agencies. But at some point, I felt that it was not the world for me. It was super competitive, um, lots of stress, lots of hours working. Um, and at some point, I decided like, that it was not my place. So 
magically, but it's something that is going to come later also. Um, my life make a turn, and I got into the music on this industry in a, in not in a like a planet way because I was in the moment deciding what I wanted to do with my life because I had no idea. I was like, okay, I don't want to be in advertising, but I don't really know what I want to do. So meanwhile, I was deciding what to do with my life. I started working for Sennar Festival as a driver, as a runner. And it was a summer thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to work for festivals in the summer. Just meanwhile, I was I was deciding what to do. And Sonar people liked how I was working. So during that summer, they proposed me to be the road managers to different DJs. So that it means like traveling with them and like caring about them and taking care of them. And most of these artists were like, when they were like, hey, where do you come from? No, where, where, what is your background? And you used to explain the background. I was like, you used to work in like these big agencies and you're driving DJs now? And I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to find out what I want to do with my life. So I need to make money to live, so I don't care. So suddenly I met one very important guy that is the owner of Monegros Festival during that summer and how is life that he started to ask me questions. And he was a very good friend of one of my bosses at Hattina Gilby and Meida, one of the agencies. And at that moment, this guy was building his production company. So he asked me to run the, the, to start working for him in his production company. At, th at that moment, in the middle of the summer, I was like, no, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with my life. But of course, at the end, it happened. So here is where it starts on my love story with the music industry. I started with Monegros Festival. I spent with them six years. And then at some point, again, it happens to me <laughs> different times in my life that suddenly I'm like, okay, this is where I want to be or when I, I want to do a step forward. No? And usually I want to do a step forward. So six years after I decided to stop working for Monegros Festival and set up my own production company, but then I was doing like Red Bull Music Academy, Monegros Festival, Sona, Low Cost, a lot of different festivals. And in all this process, since the first year I told you, I met Rich Houting. That is the musician you were talking before about. So from my production company, I started to run his productions in Spain. And then at some point he was like, hey, well, I want you to stop your production company and just work for me. And I was like, for a long time, he was asking me to, and I was like, I'm never gonna leave Spain. I love Spain. I wanna be close to my family and my parents. I'm not gonna go to Berlin. But at some point he got, <laughs> he got this project. He called me and he was like, hey, I have this project in Ibiza. It's Spain, you cannot say no. I was like, wow. <laughs> So he then really I closed wanted my... you, eh? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because yeah, he tried for years, but I was he was always asking me to move to Berlin and I don't like cold weather yoga. No. So you know me. So and here it's another, it's also maybe a life balance thing that I always wanted my family closer because I had very old parents. So I knew that I wanted to be where they were, meanwhile they were still here. So it was all connected. And then I started to work with him. I started my production company. And then I started a four years project, a big project, a very stressful project in Ibiza. And after that, when we finished that, he was like, okay, now you're not gonna go. And then he started, is when I started to run all his business and I became the business manager and the position I'm doing now that I'm the CEO and business manager. Basically, when it's a small company, it's about all the CEOs and the CEO F, I'm the, C, I'm the CEO, I'm the CFO. It's like, it's a small company. So everything related to business, I, I'm running it. And I also run all the, I'm the events director for all the touring that we do all over the world. Wow. 
And this is all started just from the driving. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I think only from this story, it's, it's already, it's like inspiring. <laughs> so everything, <laughs> every, everything can happen. Everything can happen. Of course, you have a bad so it's like everything that's happens the for the reason. Yeah, that's true. But also that's the reason I was explaining my background with advertising because exactly to, yeah. to my 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 graduation and my 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 knowledge on business and advertising, this is what helped me. Claro. It's not that you come be coming from anywhere or nowhere, it's because mm. you have this background that then you apply in the music industry yeah. and it becomes what it is now. So I can imagine you have a really busy and stressful work as well because you're always busy with the different projects and different events happening. So what does then work-life balance mean to you and how do you work to achieve that goal? How do you balancing that out? It is music industry and something that I'm not always agree with, but if you talk to anyone from the music industry, they're gonna say, this is a super stressful industry. It is, but usually people say there is no another way to do it. I do believe there is another way to do it. And I do, I've learned there is another way to do it. So from just the, the history, I just have told you about my professional career. When I started doing Monegros Festival, that it was my first real contact with running a festival. I remember when we finished the first edition I did, and we were all sitting. And days where I learned people confuse us the distress with the success. Mm-hmm. And it's not. But you distressing doesn't mean it was good. And then suddenly I was like, yeah, we made it. This is something we say a lot of in our industry. We made it. And I was like, yeah, we made it, but at what cost? Yeah. It's like we were all destroyed. The stress was like killing us. We were nine people running something that it should have been run with a team of 25. So I think here it starts my my fight to say, I'm sure there is a better way to do it. No? And, mm. and to learn every time we were doing a production, to learn where, where we had mistakes and how to solve them and how to be better and how not having people working 24 hours because I'm sorry, after... After 10 hours, a brain doesn't work. Yeah, of course. People, and, people, and people need to eat and people need to sleep. Mm. People need, people need to, to rest and recover. Yeah. So yes, we have, I, I work in a very, and I work in a very stressful industry as many others industries. Yeah. But I have to say, I think my, my like top one was this four years project that I told you that I did in Ibiza that this was like, I never had this stress ever before. And then it was between 2012 and 2015. Okay. Of course, 2012 was the worst one. We were, and then 2013, I remember telling Angel, my husband was like, I don't want to do it ever again. This, this almost killed me. But then there is a part of me that I was like, no, I want to prove myself and the others that it's a better way to do it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the second year just to prove myself is a better, and learn and improve, learn and improve, learn and improve. Yeah. But I have to say, in 2015, I, I, the project ended, and I was completely sick. It's not like sick, but I had a lot of things coming from stress. I had allergies, my, my digestion, like 
was not working well. I have a lot of problems in my back. My back problems were like terrible. And then I was like, I was back into Barcelona and I was like, okay, I need to solve this. It's like stress just almost killed me. And here is when, when Eva is like, okay, my priority number one is that I need to find, this cannot happen to me ever again. Yeah. It's like, I love my job. I love my industry, but, it, but I need to find the balance. I need to find the work-life balance. So I think the first thing you need to realize is that if you're not in balance, your job is not going to be good. No. So you need to find it. So for me, this was the first moment saying, okay, this is my top priority. If I'm not in balance, means I cannot do it. Like, no. But I have to say, there is a way to do it. There are ways to do it in balance. And um, you were mentioning about the health problems you got uh, during this stressful time. Did that balance it out afterwards when you started, uh, when you realized that and started working on that? Did those problems because, disappear? Uh, no, they don't disappear. I had an amazing doctor helping me ah. to make them disappear. <laughs> because... Uh, well, with, the, with my coaching, I'm also uh, teaching a lot that most of the problems actually come from the stress. Most of the all of diseases, what we have in the bodies come from the stress. So when you mentioned also the, the, the back pain, uh, before when I used to live in Berlin, I used to work also very stressful job. I constantly had a back pain, constantly, nonstop. And the only when I moved to, I think, Barcelona, then everything changed and the routines changed and everything. I didn't have the problem, didn't have the pain anymore. So this is why I was exactly. very, very interested and, and curious if that balanced out for you or not. No, it's totally, it's, it's, the doctor helped me a lot. Of course, we were doing treatments and medication, like natural medication mm -hmm. and a lot of things to balance and to, basically, he was resetting my body like telling my body, because stress is so powerful into your body that even my blood tests were like completely disadjusted. Yeah. It's like, it's like cortisol and everything was like completely not on the on the way that it needs to be. But it, it takes a while, eh? it was a year, a year and a half until yeah. my blood tests were like, okay, but you now in balance again. Of course, and if you do it, especially more naturally, it takes way longer than if you would do it chemically. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course, completely. Um, what do you think are some of the best habits you developed over the years that helped you to strive for success and balance? I think the most important is to learn to breathe. Amazing. It sounds, it sounds stupid. No. But not, <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's not. It's like now when I remember these four years doing this project in Ibiza, I have to say, the island is beautiful, but it's the worst place. One, I could say now that I have worked in most, a lot of countries in the world, there are two places that I would never work again. There is Ibiza and Miami, they are the same. It's like nothing happens when you want it to happen. Things are not ready when you need them to be ready. It's like that is an island that goes in its own speed and you cannot do anything to change it. So what now I think on these four years, I was not breathing. I was just running, yeah. overload and yeah. running and, and not breathing. And then when I started my 2015 October, 
to recover and to do everything. But in, actually in 2015, I started doing yoga. Mm -hmm. So thanks to yoga and thanks to my, my, okay, I need to find my balance again. Yeah. Then I realized that I started to learn breathing and I was like, yeah. I've been years not breathing because now is a tool that I think, wow. Sometimes I think, I remember that moment in that project that it was very stressful. If I would just stop and breathe, everything would have changed. So I would say what the, the biggest thing that helps me is breathe. Mm -hmm. I could say the second one is like learn that you need to stop and rethink. Doesn't matter what is happening. It's like everyone and everything can wait. Yeah. So if you need to stop, breathe and rethink, you know, see around and see, okay, something is not going right. That's like, we, I don't know how to say how to say it in English, but there is an expression in Spanish that I love that is pollo sin cabeza, it means chickens without head. So in the music industry, <laughs> in the music industry, it happens a lot that you see everyone running around, like when we do productions and we all look like chickens without head. So this is always in the top of my head. I was like, I don't want chickens out without head. You know, I would like people calm, yeah. thinking. We also have tons of people in our hands. When we are doing an event, we have thousands of people that yeah. if you make a mistake, so stop, stop and breathe. So for me, the biggest recommendation is like, and the, the biggest one that I think I've learned is breathe. And if you need to close yourself into a bathroom so no one can find you and you have your five minutes of breath, do it. This is, I have to say that this is something at the end of this stressful project I used to do. There's, there's moments that I was like, everyone is, everyone wants to tell you something so you don't find your moment. If you go to a bathroom, no one is going to get in. So for sure, you're going to be alone. And for sure, you're going to have your two minutes to breathe. And then you rethink, okay, what I need to do. No? Maybe such a big event should have like, uh, I don't know, like a meditation minutes or meditation hour for everyone. And you say, okay, the... <laughs> The group meditation no, I would, for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a silence bubble, you know, exactly. like uh, some because that you can somebody... close yourself in there. Yeah. You can close in there and then like, okay, have your two minutes. Okay, exactly. I'm ready again. And then no, I mean then would be everyone would work more more productively, more aware, more focused, and more relaxed. Yeah. And everyone is and, smi you know? and smiling, you know. And smiling. It's like, and smiling. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we have a solution or ideas for, for, for the yeah. future. <laughs> for the future, when we are when we are allowed to do events again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you are saying all of these uh, crazy stories, business stories about the about your work in the music industry. So tell me, how competitive are you actually? Are you competitive? Wow, this is a difficult question because. The reaction would be, no, I'm not competitive. <laughs> yes, I am. But if if I think about what competitive means, or you find out the, the, the definition of competitive, I'm on the side of the positive competitive part. It's like I like I like being competitive if it makes me be better, if it, it helps me to grow. And it helps me to do things like, and do the best I can, but always on the respect of the others. I have no problem losing. 
like some people say that when you are competitive means you don't know how to lose. I have no problem losing. I have no problem making mistakes and realizing them and asking sorry about them. Um, I love human beings. I love people and I respect them. So I could say that, yes, I'm competitive, but the positive side of the com being competitive. Yeah, as you're right, you say that competition actually makes you learn things. A lot. I think so. It makes you it makes you grow, I think. Or mm. it makes you want to do things better. Yeah. Or exactly what I mentioned before. is like the first Monegros Festival I did, I think it was the competitive side of me that was like, we could we can do this better. How? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way, but we can do this better. So, yeah, I think I am. I think so. Um, now, when you run your company, I'm sure you also have your team working for you, right? So what does the, maybe you can advise the people that what does a company should do to help its team um, maintain a work-life balance? I do think companies can do a lot mm. about it. Um, I would say the first thing is encourage the team members not to work about hours to work about being productive and the work the work needs to be done one person needs eight hours another person needs four so i think we need to trust more the people that they and encourage them that work needs to be done but do it in the times that your brain is better because some people work better in the morning and some people work better at night yeah i would say this is very important and another very important is like encourage them to decide if they want to do it from the office or if they want to do it remotely. I'm a person that I don't like like 100% remotely. I think putting the team together in a room makes the creativity and productiveness and like finding solutions more powerful. So we, and after COVID, I think we, we've learned that. Yeah. Being all at home, we all find it that we like it, but at mm. the same time, we are all in the same room. Yeah. Um, we brainstorming or someone has a problem or another one is like, even today, now, for example, we're going to the office Wednesdays and Thursdays. And today we had, this morning, we had the situation you know, that it was like all the brains working together. We made it happen much quicker that if it's one person alone at home. But what's for sure is that companies can do about is these two, but then help them to, to have the space for meditation or for sports or for their personal life. Yeah. Or as you were saying, it's like you said, let's have on the events a bubble for meditation. All office should have a silence room yeah. that anyone can use at some point. I was when when I was doing this four years project in Ibiza that I told you that it was like very stressful. And I was worried every year to be better. I had this friend that she was doing, I'm not going to tell it right, but she was doing this super interesting thing that is like studying how the brain um, reacts about like interactions on between teams, blah, blah. And she was saying all these interesting things that if you focus and one member of your team comes and interrupts you, it takes you 15 minutes to focus again. Yeah. So this is other things that companies could do, like teaching all to these people, to the teams, so everyone understands, okay, now I'm going to interrupt my colleague. No, maybe I can interrupt later because he's focused. And if I distract this person, because this is also work-life life balance, I think. Yes, of course. 
because if we're bombing, it's like this girl was also teaching us. It's like we have the amygdala, no? The amygdala, the cavernicolas, all old times when we were in the caves, the amygdala was helping you to tell you that the tiger or lion was coming to eat you. Exactly. So is the, the amygdala is like, the girl was saying our lions in 21st century are the emails and the phone calls. Mm. Every time a phone call or an email, our amygdala is like, Mm. So that's also the reason we all the time. So we all have to learn. If you're on phone calls, you're doing phone calls. You are on emails, you emails. And you work if you're working and you don't look your email for an hour, nothing is gonna happen. Exactly. So I think look, I think this is something I just realized that now these laws that all companies have, no, that we not, we need to do the that the cables are well done and the, the tables and that we all sit perfectly. Ergonomic uh, rules. Mm -hmm. All the ergonomic rules. Why we don't do like the mental rules, yeah. like the, the things yeah. that every company should take into consideration because then the workers are more productive. Of course, and more happy. Completely. And you probably get much better out of them. Yeah. But uh, I know that already mm, some or some big companies like um, big companies like Facebook and so on, yeah, they are already having these things like they are having already these um, wellness hours for people where they have to do it, <laughs> they want it or not, just because I, I guess it's also because of their peace and calmness and productivity. Exactly. No, but, they smart. Yeah, is this course. American. This I is think American it's American. Way. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe slowly it also should come here, and not only the big companies should have it, but also the the small average companies should also think about it. Why not? I think if the companies would realize how much it affects on the productivity of their teams, they would do it more. But people, again, people need to stop and rethink. If we yeah. don't stop and think, you don't realize these things. You just into the into this non-stop do you know the hamsters when they are mm -hmm. on the wheel in the wheel yeah so we need to get out of the hamster wheel look around see what what else we can do to be better no yes well then it's also that people should get educated about that more exactly schools why are we not doing this on schools it's it's funny because with almost with every um with every person i'm having the podcast we all, all of us, we always end up at the same point and saying education. First, you have to start educating kids from the small days. What it means Completely. breathing, what it means breathing, simple thing, no? Or teaching yoga or meditation or all this mindfulness thing, awareness, no? That I'm happy that I think slowly it's happening. Like I have a nephew of five years old that he's doing mm -hmm. yoga at the school. Oh, so cute. Yeah, it's so cool. So I think slowly, but still, still they're teaching a lot of things that don't, we don't need anymore. Mm. It's like we have internet, we have calculators, exactly. we have, it's like, it's an old school. Yeah. It's, it's completely old school. And we need all these living tools mm. that no one is teaching that for sure we need. It's not only about companies. You were asking what companies could do, what schools yeah. could do. Exactly. Well, no? Exactly. Because, well, school is also a company. No? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how you uh, do you personally set your team up for success 
Wow. I think it's very important the selection of the team you do. Mm-hmm. First of all, and are you, I think you, you need to, to decide who your team is very slowly, but then decide if someone is not fitting, solve it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the way to maintain also all this healthness between the team is like listening to them. I think you need to, you need to set up a very open communication with your team members. So you always know where they are, how they feel, if they are motivated or not, if they don't like what they do, what you can do for them to make them feel better. So for me, I think is the communication, super open communication that we always know when it's like, it's not a problem if someone says, I don't like this. I'm not motivated anymore. Mm -hmm. But I want to know it. I don't want anyone sitting in our company that is feeling that is not useful or is feeling is not motivated that but that he's thinking I would love to do what the other is doing no yeah so com- I would say communication when I listen to you speaking I think the the work you're working or you are like a dream boss <laughs> oh <laughs> and the work you do I think is like a dream job <laughs> many would but like I can be employed by <laughs> but yeah no I have to say that I I feel very thankful that I think I have a very good relationship with everyone that has worked with me or works with me, but I have also to admit that I'm, I could be very tough Yeah. because I'm, I'm very perfectionist. So, yeah, yeah. and if I have a goal, it doesn't mean that I'm going to do everything to make the goal, but I don't know how to say it's like, I can be tough because I want things done That's well. Done. Yeah. And to get done. And sometimes to get things done, you need you need to like not be tough, but be serious and like be focused. And but yeah. So yeah, usually the people who work with me, I, I I'm very thankful they love me, but they also could say <laughs> I could be very tough and very strict and very demanding. But the work the work could be demanding. Of you know, course. Like, I like yeah. It's like you know when I when I worked in Berlin and I was I was uh, I was a general manager of one company and then I had a big team working for me and I always found it very difficult to as you say to balance it this out between because I I, I from one side I just let them do many things as they wanted to do like you feel so do it <laughs> like it's yeah. okay you feel good like they had a lot of freedom I mean we were we were a very easy team. But at the same time, I was also this opposite, the one who was sometimes I was appearing and I was just like, like a hurricane, you know, exactly. <laughs> Why this is not done? Why this is not done? You know, this and is, um, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not no, easy. it's not easy because sometimes to get things done, you said, as you said, you, because people get too relaxed. <laughs> yeah, you are the captain. So the captain exactly. needs to like make, make things happen. No, and sometimes you need to like, be like serious and straight and yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, let's go now a bit to the different um, topics about daily routines and the focus and productivity, time management, because I think this is also very interesting to know for everyone. Um, why do you think it is important to manage your time very well? 
because we only have 24 hours a day. There is no way. Some people fight to make them like, but no. <laughs> there are 24. So you better make the best use of them. And I think the better use of the good use of them is like that you find time for everything you need. So people say you sleep seven hours. I need nine. You sleep and nine everyone hours. Needs... <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I'm a marmota. What time are you going love... to bed? <laughs> because I'm... we are in bed. I think no, I think I'm in bed at 10. Okay. We, sleep. Ah. we try to be sleeping. We yeah, we like eating. We're not like typical Spanish. We like eating dinner like early. We love being in bed around 10, but it doesn't mean we read or we see the TV show. This is the next step I need to take out of my bed is the, the, the computer. Ah. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> now what I'm doing is I see one TV show, but then before falling asleep, I read. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that I'm even, I'm already a good sleeper. If I read before sleeping, I'm even a better sleeper. So <laughs> no, but people it's like sometimes I think how I can how I did handle all this stress in my life. And my doctor was saying, because you are a good sleeper, because I have to say, even if I had a lot of stress, yeah, I all I always sleep. I'm a good sleeper. Yeah. And I usually sleep between eight to nine hours. Yeah. And for the people that is listening to us and they living in a lot of stress, make I don't know how, but make it happen that you sleep. Because yeah. sleep is what makes you recover. If you recover, look, I'm remember, uh, I remember when that for years, one of my doctors, when I started to go to the doctor, because he was like, Eva, you like Olympic athlete. I was like, what? I was like, yeah. When you're doing this project, you have to treat yourself. You like an Olympic um, athlete. That exactly. means you need to sleep. You need to sleep eight hours. Mm -hmm. You need to eat five times a day. Wow. It's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you have to snack in between. Mm -hmm. Because when you are under stress, you're burning your energy. And you need more energy. So fast. Yeah. You need a lot of protein. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter if you're vegan or you eat animal protein, but protein. Yeah. You need a lot of protein because it's what your brain is claiming and needing. So you need to treat, if you are under stress, treat yourself like you're, like, you're going to the Olympic Games tomorrow and you need to treat them. So coming back to the question, um, sleep, I think you need to, I think your day needs to have your work done, your sleep, your eating, but this is sometimes when people are under stress, I, have, I don't have time to eat, or they eat in front of the computer, don't do that. Yeah. When you're eating, you're eating. This is again, your brain, the same thing we were speaking before, no? If you do something, do it once. One exactly. So, time. and it's you for eating, you need 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Enjoy your food. It's like you need to enjoy what you're doing. So, yeah. your 24 hours, you need, you need to do your sports or move, just walk 10 minutes around. Mm -hmm. You need to care about the people you love. You need to, you need to be on silence with yourself. You need, you need to sleep, you need to work. You need, and you have, come on, you have 24 hours, make it happen. You know, it's like, and something that I've learned with the years as well is like that you have your calendar, no? you have your plan. Mm. You do a plan to break it. If at the beginning of your day, you look at your calendar and you say, oh man, I put too, too many things, just change it. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure there are things that you can move. So yeah. move them. 
don't try to make all of them because then it's we in the wheel again no and then you get stressed so you have 24 hours there is no way that you can stand them so make the best use of them good point what is the number one thing you do to make sure you get the most out of your day oh the calendar thing ah see (laughs) now yeah I think the first thing in the morning after my morning routine is check the calendar and and ask myself if what I have in the calendar is realistic or not, or if mm-hmm. it's going to kill me. If it's going to kill me, okay, then we need to change something. It's, it's like, like I remember, a reality yeah. check, no? <laughs> is it realistic and I think it's, or not? Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's the first thing you have to do in the morning. Check your calendar. Check and use your calendar because if you're not using your calendar, it doesn't matter if you check it. It's like, but but I'm a person that I use. If if there is, if you ask me how when when is the moment that I find the balance between my personal life and my work life, is when I started to put my personal life in my icon. Mm. And to treat my personal appointments, sports having lunch with my husband, seeing my friends, going to meditation, going to therapy. It was in my calendar on the same level of importance than my work things. Because I remember for a long time, if I had, okay, I want to do, I want to go for yoga. And then someone calls me for a meeting. I would not go to yoga. This is not happening anymore. You don't have to give explanations to anyone. No, I have another meeting with me. Yeah. You have another meeting, you have another meeting with yourself and you're the most important because if you're not fine, you're not going to give the best of yourself. Exactly. So for me, the answer of your question is the calendar, but the calendar with everything, not only your professional life, with your personal life. And I'm a person that I put, if you check my calendar, you would have fun. It's like I have everything, even the 15 minutes meditation or the everything. Because I used to do the same as well, maybe a year ago, and I was from the first morning on waking up, even writing, when when wake up, after wake up, okay, then my meditation, the yoga, the breakfast, the stuff. But now somehow I stopped doing it. I don't know. Maybe I should get back. No. Maybe I should get back. Maybe, maybe, maybe it doesn't work because for Because I felt I'm always writing the same. <laughs> because I yeah, it's like the I... same. <laughs> it looks the same, but. But for example, only one thing that I don't put because I'm a person that if I don't, if I don't, I'm like a, a kid. My my husband would say, would say is like I need to sleep and I need to eat. If I have these two things, then everything is fine. Like me. So the only thing, <laughs> if I don't eat, I remember when I was doing the Red Bull Music Academy, I had this amazing boss, like um, a German guy, and face on here, he understood. He was like, okay, at some point, if you don't fit ever the mood is going to be completely different. So sometimes he was coming to say something. He was like, oh no, it's lunchtime. Eva, do your thing and then I come back again. You know, it's like, no, I need I need to sleep and I need to eat. So the only thing it's so integrated in me, the only two things I don't add in my calendar is sleep and eat. But the other day, seeing the calendar of a friend that he's under stress completely, he had lunch on it. I was like, I was like, Axel, you have, you have lunch? And he was like, yeah, if not, I forget eating. I was like, wow. 
No, he was like, no, forget eating. But then my colleagues put meetings in those times. So it's also the way to stop oh, the other stupid meetings. No, but it's, but look, it's like, it's important you have all your needs on the same level of importance than, than oh, your professional. Self-reminding life. kind of. So calendar, use my recommendation is everyone use your calendar for everything, for your personal and for your work. And then <laughs> use two colors. I used to go, I used two colors. If there is too many of one color, something is wrong. True. I have more. (laughs) True. Well, you actually now somehow you kind of answered my other question I wanted to ask you as well. Oh yeah. About the tips, tricks, and shortcuts to help to help us manage the workload and the schedule. So kind of you answered with a with a calendar tricks. Do you have any other? tricks and, and tips for, for that? Yeah, I would, I would say when I was studying university, we had the, at the, at the beginning, I thought, why are they doing this? And then with the years, I was like, how smart it was this? Not the last year of university, we had one class that it was only to prepare us for interviews, for doing our CVs. Mm-hmm. And there was this class that I loved, that it was this girl teaching us how to decide what is important, what is urgent, what is important, what is not important and what can wait. So this is really connected to the calendar thing. If you start your day and you see too many things on your calendar, we always make the mistake to feel like everything is urgent or everything needs to happen now. And it's not true. It's not true. You have to be able to say what is really urgent, what is important, but it means it is important. I cannot forget about it, but if I do it tomorrow, instead of today, nothing is gonna happen. And then you have the topics that are, okay, this can wait, but this doesn't need to happen. So connecting the calendar with this being, and it sounds it sounds like a very basic thing, but I could say yoga that not everyone has the capacity to realize what is urgent. A lot of people, and coming back to the team, it's very important also when you're working with the team you want your things done. Yeah. So sometimes because you want your things done, you don't have empathy on what is the other person doing. Yeah. So you just bump, bump the other person with everything you need done. Yeah. And you have to stop yourself. Hear the stop again. Stop yourself and think, it's urgent, but I can just make a list for this person. And when this person gets, gets 50 minutes, I can just go through the whole list instead, instead of interrupting this person 15 times. Yeah. Oh my so, God, I'm so going to use this thing from now on because when I, when I work, I all, the time, <laughs> I all the time disturbing other person and, say, and saying or asking or doing, now I will start making a list and then when it comes to time, I will do it. Because of course, it's not fair. I, no. I, I cut the focus of the person completely. Yeah. It's like, I think offices need more, teams need more empathy. It's like yeah. one thing that I don't understand, for example, you're writing an email, no? And you can see this person is like typing, super focused. And then the other is like, hey, hey, hey. And it's like, <laughs> this could be I don't me. know if I, if, hey. I, if I see someone typing like very into it, I'm like myself, it's like, okay, I wait until they finish, no? Because you are on a line of thought and you get interrupted. It's like, 
And these are the kind of things that can help a lot coming back to the teams and the offices a lot. It's like empathy. And patience. Patience, empathy. It's like look to your colleague. He's super focused. Make a list. And maybe I love... People make fun of me because they say I'm the the last the, the only person in the world that still uses Skype. But I love Skype because we in the team, we all have it. And then I send one Skype to this person. I say, whenever you have 10 minutes, let me know. So you're not interrupting this person. Whenever this person can see it, he's going to see it. And whenever this person gets the 10 minutes, I'm going to have a list for this person instead yeah. of like, hey, hey. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to start doing it from tomorrow on. <laughs> I have the, the list of the things I already learned from you. <laughs> so if we speak about these distractions, all these, hey, hey, or many other, how do you limit distractions? With the headphones. I'm addictive. I have, but I'm not, I'm not sure this is a good recommendation or a bad recommendation. Because, yeah, I have to say, because... I'm so, I love my headphones. It's a canceling noise ones. Mm-hmm. So first of all, when, when you are with people and you have your headphones, even if you don't have music, they, can, they might think you have it. So if you don't ah, so reply- even if you have no music, you don't hear anything. Oh my God, amazing. No, you hear, but it, it. it's like, so my addiction to the headphones <laughs> is because you put the canceling noise and it makes like a bubble. So it yeah. helps me to concentrate most of the time. I have to say, I wake up and the first thing is to play music. So most of the time I have music, but sometimes I even don't have music, but it helps me to separate from the rest of the world in somehow to come into my bubble and I'm okay. So sometimes I'm even like working and I don't have them and I'm missing something. So that's the reason I'm not sure it's a good recommendation because I even walk around home with them. I love them. Really? It's really addictive. It makes, yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm not sure it's a good recommendation. But also stops the others to ask you questions because they think that you, don't, you cannot hear them. True. Well, it's, it's interesting because I'm also fi- trying to find the way how to, how to work because if you work in the same space with more people, you're not alone. This is really sometimes annoying because if someone is having a, a, a meeting on yeah. with a client or something is or, and you work on some things, for me, it, it's so distracting. I cannot concentrate at all. And then as, or maybe, for example, if I'm writing something, content, um, or for my articles or something, uh, I cannot even listen to music because it completely distracts me. I, ca- I cannot. And selling. Then you put this, this button? Cancelling yeah. noise, amazing. But I'm not sure it's a healthy. It's a, I'm not sure it's a healthy recommendation. But I'm being super honest. How you limit yeah, the distractions good. with my headphones? Exactly. Yeah, because many people. That's how they do it in the co-working places and stuff. Everyone yeah, works exactly. on the headphones. I do. I will try. I, I want to try those. The ones you have. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And we were speaking about being competitive and uh, stuff like this. Um, what what are your views on the goals, on the on the goals, on the timelines, and um, measuring success? About myself. Mm-hmm. For me, the goal it's always 
um, stop <laughs> and ask myself if I'm doing what I want to do, if I'm where I want to be, and with who I want to be. If the answer of these three questions is yes, um, I'm getting my success, I'm making my goals, and these are the three questions I need to be answered as yes. And if it's one of the questions is no, are you stepping out? I change. This is this is what happened when I was in advertising and I was like, okay, this is not the place I want to be. I change it. Mm. I was working for Monegros Festival for six years and I was very thankful to that family. I really love them. I had a very good experience, but I was like, guys, I need, I need to do a step forward. Thank you very much. I step out and I mm. became a new project. And then I did my new project. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm, I think I'm brave. Mm. That it doesn't that I doesn't mean I don't have fears. I have tons of fears. It doesn't mean that when I decided that I was like completely sure. And no, no, no. It's like there is one phase of favor that is like I'm gonna do it, and there is another one that is like, oh shit, what I'm doing, you know? I don't know if mm. this is gonna work. But I think this, I don't know if it's gonna work, and this like challenging point is what it makes me continue. So it's also because so, you, you know, know what you want in the same time. Yeah, but I think it always takes a, takes a while. No? I remember when I was on Monero's festival and suddenly I was like, oh, I need a change. No, But for a while, you don't know what the change is going to be. But I think you have to accept, just have to accept that is a change is coming and let it happen. Mm. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. You need to do it step by step. You don't need to, you cannot be on a rush. Yeah. I think you have to accept that the, a change is coming. Yeah. Have your eyes open for the signals or things that are happening around you that you can take yeah. it a little bit. No? Yeah. So we also spoke about the the stress of all of all of the industry and all of these jobs and about the finding calmness. And so I want to speak more about what's the most stressful situation you faced at your work so far and how did you handle it? I'm not sure I handled it. I think I survived it. <laughs> no, I think Monegro's festival was very stressful. And then the Red Bull Music Academy, the project, it was very stressful as well because it was a totally different world. I was coming from the events production that it, mm -hmm. you work with teams that they are used to it to do things between dates. You start this day and you have to finish this day because we come. And then Red Bull Music Academy was in a project in the city rebuilding, rebuilding a building and working with people that they don't care that you have a deadline. Of course. They don't really care. Yeah. So it was very stressful as well. But the worst one is Ibiza, for sure. So the first year, 2012, that for me is the worst one. If I think the smartest recommendation would be if you are in the same situation, step out. But I couldn't, I'm a very committed person. So I remember I met um, Aurora, this osteopath in Ibiza. It's not just an osteopath. She was touching you and she was like reading you. She was telling you, and, it's, and the first time I met her, she was like, what are you doing here? Get out of here, this is killing you. I was like, I cannot get out. I committed for four years and I'm a committed person. I don't, it's like, I have to find another solution, but I cannot get out. But 
for the people that is listening to us, maybe don't listen to me on this. I think the smartest would be step out. You, 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 you're drying out your energy. You're drying out all of you. So how I handle it, I survive it. I was like, you need to react. Probably the first year I was too slow reacting, but you just need, okay, you need more team, contract more team. Put, it's like, don't be afraid. It's like, you're needing more resources, put more resources for, to solve the situation. And for example, the first year of Ibiza, I was fighting against the island. And this is something I shouldn't have done. This is what I've learned the second year. It's like, okay, the island works like this. I need to settle, I need to relax, and I need to like be flexible. It's how it's gonna be. So the first year I was trying to use all the suppliers in the island. The second year was bringing everything from Barcelona. <laughs> it's like, okay, the island is not gonna give me this. <laughs> yeah. But 2012, 2012 was so hard because it was like, I wanted to make it happen. And I wanted, you know, it was like, like fighting and fighting. And sometimes it's not, but you know what? Again, we come back to the stop. Mm. If you st if you have the time to stop and breathe and say, okay, this is not working yeah. and this is killing me. What is the solution? It's yeah. like fighting with the island. No, the island, the island has been here thousands of years. I'm not going to change it. You know. Yeah. So how I how am I adapting yeah. to this situation? How I handle it? How you need to be flexible. Exactly. It's like. So this was, for me, 2012 was the worst year on a stress, but I could not say I handled it. I would say I survived it and I've learned that this is something that I want in the top of my head always, not learn while you're working, yeah. not just do your work. It's like, do your work and then analyze, can I do it better? What I did wrong, what I can improve, how it's like, make your process and I think it's more fun if you learn while you're doing it and you and wow I can do this in this other way and it's going to help me and it's going to improve and it's going to be optimize all our resources and our time so it means we're going to be more work-life balance so yeah it's not my example year but I could say it's a year that I've learned a lot and I mean, we also learn in the hardest way always, no? Exactly. And then yeah. the next time you are stronger, then you the skin is way thicker. Yeah, they you are. And probably, yeah. <laughs> and maybe uh, one friend of mine was telling me that used to work with me on that year. In Ibiza, I was saying, wow, maybe the positiveness of all of this, that if you wouldn't have taken yourself to that limit, yeah. You would never have asked you would never have asked you so many questions to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So there is a positiveness in all of this, I think, as well. Because I guess that if you are in a working process that nothing happens, or you don't then you don't even have a space or you don't have the motivation to ask these questions to yourself. Exactly. What advice would you give to another professional in order to calm down? Who is stressed out about the deadline? Um, stop, <laughs> breathe, and analyze. If you can maybe move the deadline, <laughs> and if you cannot move the deadline, yeah, it's like 
because some is what I'm saying. Sometimes it's like I have a, it needs to happen. It's, it's connected also to to the have a look to your calendar every morning first mm. thing and and mm. and think about if if it's too much if you're not going to make it if you over, overload. Is there anything that you can change? Maybe you can put two more people in your team. Yeah. Because sometimes we also on stress and you're like, I don't have time to explain to anyone how to do this. I do it. I do it. And then it's, I do it. And I do it. And I do it. So, and then the, the bug is heavy, heavy. And then, you, you know, so if you're in a stressful moment about the deadline and you feel you, um, ahogando, I don't know in English, how you say it? Like, um, Choke, like choking the, you. Yeah. It's like, there must be for sure something that is in your hands to do yeah. that is going to help you and maybe it's moving the deadline because maybe it's not that important <laughs> or maybe it's not that urgent maybe it's not that urgent it's important maybe the deadline is important it's like this is the problem with the problem with the music industry is like a deadline is when you open doors on an yeah. event I, I cannot move that this yeah. is the problem our industry has I cannot move that, but maybe I can duplicate the team that I'm having working on it. So it's like double the people that is working. So yeah. you need half of the time that you were needing. Exactly. Yeah, but it's crazy because people people are tend to to put more responsibilities, more things on onto themselves instead of asking other people for help. No, because like. Somehow we all think I can do it. I can do it. I can do more, and I can do more, and I can do more. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's the way of the proving something. Maybe just proving to yourself in the end. But it's what I was gonna say. Proving to who? Yeah. No, proving yeah. proving to yourself. I think it's more about what we said before. What um, is the control control freaks people? You know, who's like wanna have everything under my control? <laughs> control freak, but at the same time, I think there is a very important side of thinking, I don't have time to explain it to anyone. Yeah. But we have to learn that the time that you're gonna, it's an investment. You're not mm. losing time. You're investing time. Yeah. Because you're gonna put, you're gonna teach someone to do something, meaning that you don't have to do it, meaning you have must pay, meaning you're gonna make your deadline. Exactly. So I think it's all about, I'm sorry to say all the time the same, but it's about stop and breathe, stop and breathe, stop and breathe and think. Yeah. It's like, am I doing, am I doing my best? Am I doing everything I can do? Why I'm suffering? I think a question, as soon as we suffer, we should say, okay, this is not the right way. Mm. This is what I was saying about the de-stress and saying, ah, it's a success. We made it happen. Yeah. No, look, but how was the way until here? Well, you exactly. were suffering. Yeah. So no, that's that's not the way. Mm. Like there, there must be another way for sure. Exactly because for then comes another time and then you're gonna do the same. So, as you say, learn. Learn. Stop and learn. So we spoke so much about the about the office uh, world uh, now. What are your interests outside of the office? Whatever I can do with my wonderful husband. Oh, so beautiful. Mm. Um, my, the people I love getting together, having a drink, enjoying, just knowing how they are. Um, I love dancing. I miss dancing oh, so yeah. much. Mm. 
laughing and moving. It's like, I really need my yoga, my dancing and my sports. I do the three things and I need to do it also because if not, my back hurts. So yeah. I'm very... Yeah. And good food and a good glass of wine. And sleep. <laughs> and sleep, exactly. <laughs> sleep, eat, dance, sleep, eat, dance, and love. Yeah. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I heard you many times uh, mentioning the word magic. And magic, it is something that attracted my attention because it implies sensitivity and a certain spirituality. Um, what does the word magic mean to you? Magic means a lot to me. Mm. And sometimes when I talk about it, I, I know I can see on the faces of the people that they, they, they probably think what a naive person. No? But yeah, people don't like the word neither magic. No! Spirituality neither anything. No, no, no. <laughs> but I do believe in magic. Mm. I, if you... If you see everything that happened to me and how things turn into others, mm -hmm. it's about magic. And it's like one thing connected to another. Another a person I met connected to me to another thing that happened later. Yeah. Um, a situation like brought me something into my face that I was reading the sign, and then I was like, okay, there is something there. And then later on it came in. And a lot of things are magic, even. It's like my parents passed away already and sometimes and i do believe they helping me i'm sure this is another part of the magic it's like yeah. sometimes things happen that i'm like oh man i have angels out there it's yeah. like i'm not a religious person i'm not a catholic yeah. person but i do believe in the universe and i do believe i have souls around me that are also helping me to magic happen so i do think magic happened in my life i also think Magic is around everyone. You just, but you have to have your eyes open. Yeah. You have to be open to read the signs, and you have to be open to say, to, to, um, to follow your gut feeling. Yes. It's like I'm a person that I I listen a lot to my gut feeling, and sometimes I don't know what, exactly why I'm doing that, but I have the gut feeling I have to do it, and then I do it, and then this takes me to somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, wow, how I came here. No, it's like, even when I told you, it's like. I stopped working in advertising. I didn't want this world. And then I met this guy in the middle of nowhere because it's a club that is in the middle of nowhere. And he was a friend of my old boss in a big, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how? And then he was asking recommendations, what he was thinking about me. He recommended me. And then he was like pushing really hard to have me. And then I did Sonar and I met Rich. And now my career is all based in working for him. And it's like Red Bull Music Academy. Red Bull was a sponsor of Monegros, so I met them, so they knew me. So as soon as they knew I started working for Monegros, they called me to do the Red Bull Music Connection. I don't know if it's magic, if it's connections, if it's like being open to let the things happen. I don't know how to call it. I call it magic. Yeah, just also I do this believe like synchronicity of the things happening, kind of, but it's also if you do it with a pure, pure soul and pure wish and you just enjoying that what you're doing and you're just doing it. That's why it's happening things. Exactly. Because maybe other people don't have this magic or this thing because 
they are not that honest personally with themselves. Probably, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I do believe in magic and I do mm -hmm. believe there is a lot of magic in my life. So, or at least I love thinking that I have it. So I'm happy with this thought. So I like it. <laughs> it was funny because another um, year ago or something, I was in a post in, in Barcelona and I was waiting for the line and there was one person coming to me and saying to me, asking me, are you a lucky person? And like the stranger completely, and I was like, um, yes. <laughs> I was like, why, why do you think so? What do you say? And he was coming, I don't know, he was coming from some another culture. Maybe he was Indian or something. And he said, in my culture, for the people who has the, the oh, yeah? thing in between the T's, it's a lucky person. And I was like, I would never think, but I was like, but maybe it's true. Yes, I'm lucky. I'm a lucky person. But I yeah. am lucky. I was like, I don't know. Maybe it was not true, but maybe it's true. <laughs> maybe it's true. <sighs> nice. um, what is your personal mission statement? My personal mission statement? Mm -hmm. mm, I think kind of what we said before, not like be where I want to be mm -hmm. with who I want to be and in the place I want to be. I think this is my mission, like always, I always had this thought, not that the, it's connected to the hamster wheel. Yeah. That people is in the hamster wheel and they don't even stop to think, okay, stop, no, am, am I doing, I'm in the right place. I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm feeling well with what I'm doing. So I think my mission statement is like, always remember to stop and think to myself, ask to myself, if I'm really are where I want to be. Mm. and with who I want to be and this is my mission statement I think tell me one thing about yourself that you would like to improve upon oh being tough more tough ah no no more tough with yourself no you said something that I want to change no yes ah okay no okay. not being tough it's like sometimes when I'm under stress mm -hmm. or when we have a deadline yeah or when I'm over like overload and someone asked me i'm not the most lovely person i'm not like <laughs> hey honey what do you i'm like what you know so, this is this is this is funny because i've been all the talk saying stop and breathe and blah 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 and the theory is amazing i'm improving myself but i have to say that sometimes you don't have the day to breathe or you don't have to, the day to have time to be super nice and I'm working on it. I think I'm getting better, but I, I would love to even be better that, that no matter what the situation is, like breathe and listen. Muy bien. That it goes to the universe in the wish. <laughs> so sending now, the wish. Exactly, sending the wish. <laughs> and now I we came to the last part for the last three questions what I always ask to every every person in my podcast is um, what does your morning routine like look like I think we actually talked about already that you that you wake that you have to sleep actually for eight, eight to nine hours and you wake up early but tell me more even detail um 
I'm going to say something that I do before I go to sleep because it's connected to the morning routine that is like, um, this started because I work worldwide. Mm -hmm. So I work with different time zones. Mm -hmm. So luckily, a few years ago, I've learned that my phone needs to be on flight mode at 10 p.m. Because if not, people... so. And since two years ago, I think my phone doesn't sleep next to me. So 10 p.m. I put my phone on flight mode and it stays on the next to the kitchen. So do you not have a regular regular clock for alarm. A little. I have to buy it. Yeah. Exactly. I have a wake up alarm, a clock alarm that is the typical. I will show it mm -hmm. to you. It's like the travel, the travel one. And I have to say this is a present from, from our sound technician. That mm -hmm. one day we were talking about this and he was like, but Eva, because I started to put it on flight mode and using it as alarm clock. And then he was like, but you don't need it to have it in the room. And I was like, how I wake up? And he was like, wait. And he went into Amazon and he sent me this travel alarm, this super little. So <laughs> yeah, now it's outside the room. So my morning routine, something that is very important is like the alarm, I can snooze the alarm for 15 minutes minimum i'm really terrible i cannot this. do like even after nine I'm hours really... of sleeping another 15 yeah. minutes snooze. <laughs> you know these people that eat the lamb rings and they do like good morning yeah it scares me a lot i'm like how do you do that it's like i need to paddle and then i need my 10 minutes with my husband like cuddling you know it's like i'm very slow in the morning i hate these people that they open the window or something i'm like no <laughs> so i need and then i do my 10, 15 minute stretch that I start in the bed and then I finish with a couple of like sun salutations mm -hmm. for my body to wake up and my nice breakfast. I need, I have to say my mornings like one hour, one hour and a half. It's mm -hmm. like I'm very slow. So I do the, the cuddling, the stretching, breakfast. I love breakfast. I think it's the best meal of the, of the day. So it, for me, it's like a slow, a slow one. And then a shower and then the meditation. But this is the one I had to get better. It's like there are months that I'm like constant, like every morning yeah. after the shower, before the shower, I have my 10, 15 minutes. It's like I was, but now, for example, it depends or I'm super constant or like, but this is another thing to improve. But it's funny, it happens to me the same. There are some days that I can do every day very constantly. And there are some days that, I just feel like I don't need it or it's just out of my mind yeah. completely, no? Yeah, totally. I also think that these 10, 15 minutes stretch that I do is a kind of meditation hmm. because I'm, I'm... Exactly. Yoga is also part of the meditation. It's exactly. Yeah, but I think it's also like being, we have a nice terrace, so being in the sun for like 10 minutes, just breathing, it's also very good. And then when all of this is done is when I switch off the flight mode. But for me, it's very important on my morning routine. There is no flight mode on until all of this is done. I don't wanna, because if not, this is the amygdala thing we were saying before, you know? If I switch it on before and then I start seeing messages, then I have breakfast thinking of what I've yeah. just seen. Yeah. Or thinking, not, no, yeah. it's like, I want, a ha I want a happy start of the day, relax. The date with yourself in the morning. Yeah. The first meeting with myself is until I finish my stretch, my waking up, my breakfast and my shower. And then, okay, I'm ready for the world. You know, it's like, 
now I'm here, but not before. I will do the the flight mode. The flight mode. <laughs> and the phone outside the room. It's That's very a, important. It's, be, it's been a fight for me since since a while already. And and I'm gonna buy you the little one. The li it's like, but then for me for me it shouldn't be that hard. But then you know Mario, my partner, he's he cannot without phone. You know and. Maybe we really need that, that alarm so he would not have any excuse. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, the question two. Is there any important book that has helped you improve over the years? Well, here I have to be super honest. I think I'm the, the worst reader in the world. It's like, I try. This is not a thing that I need to improve. <laughs> I try, but I, or I get sleepy or I get bored. I have to say, that, for example, now in San Jordi's day, my sister-in-law booked me like a book and it just- Are you just I can, having I can, piled I, them in the in shelves? <laughs> no, 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 this one is like, is, if there is a book that it like keeps, like how to say it, it's like attracts my attention from the minute one, then I cannot stop. After a year and a half, I think I'm reading a book. Right now I'm reading a book. <laughs> it's a novel, it's like nothing important, like, life situations but it's like it to me but it doesn't happen often so if i have to recommend a book i read i would be lying because it's really difficult <laughs> i start a lot of books but then i stop but then yesterday mm -hmm. i saw a ted talk that is very connected to, to what we told him that i would recommend that is, uh -huh. is something called like um make a stress your friend uh-huh if you that? if you go to the top the ted talks on the 25 more popular or something it's one of them uh -huh. so i would recommend this one but he's talking a lot about what we're talking today okay but i cannot recommend a book i'm really i'm a bad reader <laughs> well it's just a it's just a habit in the end one of, yeah. one of the but you but you said that you're also reading in a bed you're probably reading with the ipad no no with the book ah is the book is that book that i told the you one. <laughs> It's the one, it's the one. And then I have the, the, I have the daughter of a very good friend that she loves reading. She's 10 years old. And mm -hmm. she was like, Eva, how come you don't read? And I was like, Neat, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm lazy. I don't know. I don't know what's the problem. And she was like, oh, hey, I have the book for you. So my next book after I finish this one is Harry Potter. <laughs> she, gave, no. she gave me Harry Potter. She was like, I promise you, you're not going to be able to stop reading this. So I will tell you about it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's funny because when I was when I was younger, I, I I could I could not also read. I was getting bored and stuff. But then was a moment when I discovered the whole spiritual books, the whole Buddhist yeah. books about yoga and about meditation, chakras and so on. And when the topic was so interesting for me, I could not stop reading. And this was a thing that the, the click, you know. And since yeah, probably. It's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably I'm the same. It's like, yeah. But Maybe next time not I give you the present, the book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I start a lot of books, but I never finish. That's my. That, mm. It's also probably. It, like it needs to. It ne yeah. 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 Maybe because in vacation, I always read the book. Ah. Yeah, it's true. Well, for example, since since we have the lockdowns and the COVID stuff. My books are also on the on the hold because I always was reading when I was flying. I love reading ah, when flying, especially when there are long flights to another side. So it's like 
for seven, eight hours. It's amazing. I could, I could, I could finish like half of the book already, you know. And now I was like, damn, <laughs> my reading haven't stopped. You know? True, so true. But that's the reason I love podcasts now because I'm better listening. Exactly. I love doing things at home and having my headphones on, of course. <laughs> And listening to podcasts, I enjoy, I enjoy them a lot. Or like even the documentaries on, or whatever, I usually don't even look at the, at the, I'm doing other things and I'm listening to them. I'm like, I'm better on ah. listening than reading. True, good one. I to be honest, I have to try these um, listening books. Mm -hmm. How are they called? The audio books. No? Mm -hmm. Audio books. Maybe I should try. Mm -hmm. Um, and the third question, what are you currently most passionate about? Wow. Um, I think education and mentoring. I'm on one of these moments that I need a new challenge in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not a new challenge or something new. And, and this happened since COVID. And I was like, okay, I know. And I started to, to think about like, okay, I have 20 more years of career. What do you want to do no or what's the next goal or what do you want to do next exactly. so it doesn't mean i want to stop what i'm doing i just need something else to do so i started to think about i really want to take all the know-how that i have mm. and pass to someone that can use it no? i was like okay everything but it doesn't mean that everything that all my know-how is good it's like it was I can explain what I did, or I can explain what it happened to me, but then I expect each person to take what they think it's useful or not. It doesn't mean that it's for sure good. But yeah, I have now I'm in these moments that I have the God feeling, or like I have the feeling, or I have the, I don't know how to say it, I have the passion that I would love to pack all this knowledge mm. and all this experience. And Take, put it there for the people who can use it so the thing is like education I would love to do mentorings or just one-to-one -one. if someone thinks that I can help them in something just call me and like so this is where my I'm passionate about now and I'm sure you I would say education oh thank you or at least, or at least explain my, your own experience, and if it like gives a little, a little spark to someone, I'm happy already. So, so I wish you all, all the best for the for the future project, for the future education projects. Thank you very much. I think we will see so many things coming up still. I would love that. I hope so too. Oh my God, Eva, what a beautiful talk we had. Yeah, I had, I had lots of fun. So thank you. Thank you very much Eva, for inviting me. Thank you so I much for, for, for joining us here today. And uh, I'm sure not only me who learned something from that, I'm sure everyone who will listen to this, to this podcast will learn so many things and not only those who is working in the music industry but also those who's working in any types of the jobs any the yeah because yeah yeah i think yeah you can apply. i think we say every i think in anything in life or any yeah. profession yeah 
And it's also like, it's not on, only in a job at work, but it's also in, in your daily life at home and everywhere. Just as you say, stop, think, breathe. Breathe. <laughs> no? Because we <laughs> forget to breathe completely. We forget to breathe. Yeah, completely. And let's hope more and more of this education comes from the small days, as we were saying before from the small days they will teach the 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 kids how to breathe how to stop and then we will have the more brighter future on this planet exactly thank you very much so thanks for everyone who is watching this uh, podcast today or tomorrow after tomorrow uh, i hope you enjoyed i'm sure you enjoyed this talk with me and eva and if you want to get more tips about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, nutrition, self-awareness, um, subscribe to onemindzone.com newsletter. And you can also receive the mindfulness challenge, again, about the same thing, about being aware, breathing, being aware of the things you're doing and doing one thing at once. Um, you can also subscribe um, to this a YouTube channel here. You can also push the thumbs up if you like this video. And yes, if you subscribe, you will receive notification about the new podcast coming up soon. And yes, thank you again and see you soon. <laughs>